following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand of Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it and he bangs it in for the touchdown. Here are Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus, Rob Phillips, and Bill Jones. A good Thursday morning to you, and this is Talking Cowboys as we are getting closer and closer to that home opener on Sunday night against the New York Football Giants. And we got a big show lined up for you for the next hour as we'll be joined by John Schmelk of Giants.com and go behind enemy lines and get the lowdown on what these Giants feature this year a battle of two. 0-1 teams. Something's got to give on Sunday night, right, gentlemen? Absolutely, because you don't <laughs> want to be 0-2. That's exactly right. What's the percentage if you finish 0, or if you start the season 0-2 of making the playoffs? Well, Come let on, me tell you. Yeah, I got uh, that. Oh, yeah. Spags, yeah. go. <laughs> Saw it in the New York Daily News. Uh-huh. Only 28 of 231 teams that have started 0-2 have made the playoffs. 28 of 231? Yes. You have the percentage on that? I didn't do the I math. Got I got it. I got it. Wait, wait, I want to do it. I Missouri do it. math. 28 <laughs> divided by 231. What do you got? Twelve percent. Twelve point one percent. So go. this is a must-win game, huh? Basically, For both teams. It's on Brian, the line. As Brian would say, they're all must-win, <laughs> especially this one. You guys are going to come around on my thinking on that. By I the way. did I not say that on the happy hour show? Yeah, after I I put you in a headlock. You weren't on the air. What are you talking I about? I kind of off off the air. I put you in a headlock. Oh, but you, you know oh, why? You yeah. But you know why it's a must-win? Because if you start zero and two, it's pretty good signal that you're not very good <laughs> yeah. right it's not that you that can't like, recover from like, it you're like just not good enough new coaches were 0 and 7 that means their teams weren't very good yeah yeah that's why they <laughs> new coaches because the team they yeah. inherited was bad enough to get the other guy fired yeah there you go it's fair i just <laughs> that's a fair point i just you know it, it's a division game too you got to think mm-hmm. about that you know a division game you lose a division game at home that's like losing two so. Especially against the team that may be considered number four out of four on paper for the season I had starts. Him as three, and I had him as a possible flip two with Dallas. Yeah, I had a week I ago. We, remember we did this whole thing? We went through all the different right. scenarios, and we said, oh, well, let where, me go where back we, in my notes. I, I know we had down. Washington as last. That's right. We had Washington as last. We had That's right. Giants three. Yeah, I had Giants, yeah. Dallas yeah. flip. I, and I think I said that, flip two, three on Dallas and the Giants here. Yeah, you can't you can't go O two to start this thing. You really can't. I think you, you I had think, so many questions to, after what the O one got you. You know, you better figure some things out. And for some of us who picked the Cowboys to win the division, that would be the two gentlemen on this side. This side of the table, and, uh, it becomes more much more of a must win situation for us. Twelve percent chance you're. Uh... <laughs> you want me to go in there and explain it to him? <laughs> Maybe you should give the pregame speech, Mick. Yeah. While the other side Don't of the table, Brian and Rob pick, pick Philly. By the way, just to review our picks from last week. Yeah. Yep. All right, what's on your mind? Brian brought us as we approach another practice day here at the Star, getting set for this one. You know what? I, I think that you have to figure out. You go back, you look at the tape, you figure out what you were good at. You know, there were some things they were good at. You have to look at the things that you were poor at. 
you have to say, okay, what are the matchups that we can look at with the Giants? Is there things we can take advantage of? I don't think the Giants defensively, uh, without Olivier Vernon, and it doesn't look like he's going to play. And I, I guarantee you, high ankle sprain. Yeah, we asked John. John's going to say he's probably not going to play. But I, I will say though that that the, the Giants do have a better secondary than Carolina. But you're going to have to figure out a way. To, if, if the Cowboy receivers are able to get open against Carolina, this will be a very good test for them to see if they can get open against a, a second. I think it's pretty. But I don't think the Giants had the pass rush that Carolina does. I don't think they had that, without, especially without Olivier Vernon. That's in my mind right now. How do you take advantage of this? some of the things you can do well in this game? Focus on those. Get those plays that you can hang your hat on. And then try and stay ahead of the chains. That's going to be really the most important thing because this offense can't function when it's behind the chains. They need to run the ball better and more consistently. I mean, the running game didn't get going until, what, the second half, midway through the third quarter? It's going to be tough with Landon Collins sitting down there in the box. That's fine. That's fine. But you got to figure out a way to get Zeke going and get him going early and do a better job uh, blocking. And and if they want to stuff the line of scrimmage, then you you better – be able to protect the quarterback so you can take advantage of some one-on-one situations. I think defensively, if you look at the matchups for Dallas, they have an opportunity to do what they did a little bit of or quite a bit of, and that's get pressure from Carolina. They can do that again this week. The Giants have weapons offensively, but they still even remaking their line. Now, they played a really good defense last week, maybe the best in the league. but Very fast defense. Yeah, but they struggled to protect Eli, and I know he gets the ball out quick. You have weapons out there, Odell, Saquon, but if you can't protect the quarterback, that's going to that's yeah. cost you over 60 minutes, and I think that's an opportunity. Now, there's a flip side of that. They've got to tackle a hell of a lot better than they did last week Yeah, because Barkley showed, even though he really made one big play in the game, that kept New York in the game last week. I would week. hope that Sean Lee comes out today and says, if we can stop Barkley, we can, uh, we can beat the Giants because it really on the flip side, you look at Manning and he – Sure, he's my, he's won a couple of Super Bowls and all that. But you blitz him, you get his eye level down, you put pressure on him, he will throw the ball up. He he will miss throws because of pressure. But you've got to get to him. You can't sit there. you got to take advantage of flowers. And even Nate Solder wasn't very good. And Rob's right. The ja- Jacksonville's got a good speedy defense. But you know, the Cowboys are capable of putting pressure on this giant uh, def- on this giant offensive line, which will affect the way the quarterback plays. The line is almost exactly uh, totally different than it was last year. Flowers is kind of the main holdover yeah. right tackle. So he's the worst one. He gave up seven pressures. I had seven pressures against him last week and a sack. So. Tried to trip the first play of the game. Lucky they didn't get a safety. They're in their own end zone. And yeah, they trips, marked it at the half yeah, yard line. He trips the guy. I mean, he's totally out of bod- body position, balances, all that's terrible. And he tries to trip the guy, and it's an easy call. Seven pressures. Yes, according to your favorite website. I think that's being kind. Yeah. Based on your all twenty-two assessment. Yes, they got probably watched just watching the game. I they, didn't need all twenty-two. All I need is the box. They he was terrible. They got problems. Solder was a problem. Remember, they're starting a rookie too at guard. Yeah, Will Hernandez. Hernandez. He's a good one, but but yeah. he gave up a sack. Yeah. yeah. So quickness know. gets him. You know, the Cowboys with that under tackle, the ability to play with some quickness inside, that'll be a problem for those guys. Because there's a reason why, you know, Barkley had 17 carries for what, uh, 37 yards, 37 yeah, yards yeah. and then one for 68. Yeah. And there was also a reason why Odell Beckham Jr. caught 11 passes, but he averaged 10 yards a catch. 
They didn't yeah. have time to get him down the field. I'll they, tell you what, they, they started doing all the underneath stuff. Yeah, they missed him one time though, and that's because Manning got pressure. But that's I mean, an end zone he, throw, he right? yeah, it it was it was like oh geez, and you know that's what you got to fear. I think that with you know, one of the matchups I wrote about today was a woozy, and you can even throw Byron Jones in this. I think you're going to have to play with Odell Beckham, play physical on the line with him. He he, he looks like he's he's okay as far as the movement, the quickness, and all that stuff, but you. You have to beat him up at the line of scrimmage. You cannot allow him to get in routes. I mean, because if you beat him up, it affects the way that Manning throws the ball because Manning doesn't have enough time to sit there and wait for him to separate. He's got to throw the ball. And he did that. They one time they brought a they brought safety blitz, what they call zero coverage with no safety in the middle of the field. They brought a blitz down there and Beckham just ran an, an arrow route. And, and Manning didn't have enough time, and he tried. He just tried to throw it in his direction. He was a good 12 yards off. So you can affect the way that you, you can affect the quarterback, which affects the receiver, but you got to affect the receiver by being physical with him. Because if you give him free access and routes, he will kill you. I got a new, a new stat your buddies over there at that whatever <laughs> focus thing need to come you up won't with. ever even say their name. He doesn't know it. I don't Pro blame football him. focus. They, I, don't they, they, I don't blame him either. One of their, <laughs> one of their uh, field goal drives, there was two PIs on, on Odell Beckham Jr. Yes. For 40 yards. They yeah. only drove like 62. 40 of the yards yeah. were two, one on Barry Church and one on Ramsey. Yeah. So I think they need to put on the wide receiver stat thing it's like pi if i earned that many yards on a on a pass interference then i should get credit for that because on both of them it was going to be a big play especially i don't know how they isolated him on barry church which is totally unfair but he he had to grab on otherwise you gamble you gamble you're going to get somebody home before the ball gets off that's your that's your gamble that's that one okay we're just gonna we're gonna sell out on this one particular play and and it's like when Rod Marinelli brings linebackers or safeties or slot blitz and he drops, you know, Crawford in coverage and Crawford's trying to run with a running back or something. That's just never a good, never a good look. You know, about uh, what you're talking about with an outs- anyone, whether it's us or an outside company or whatever that are grading coaches film. When you don't know what the assignment is for the players, it's Real's very hard. difficult to put yeah. a grade on what that player did. There used to be a time where they used to not use – they used to do it off TV copy. Oh, wow. So How in the yeah, world they do that? Well, and they made a lot of money doing it. And I, I wow. questioned the guy one time. I did an interview with him, and I'm like, how do you evaluate players off TV copy? And it goes to the point of what Mickey's saying. If you're doing offense and defensive linemen, I'm okay with you doing that all day because I think – you, you can kind of get know. something you out of that. Feel for it. Yeah, yeah, but but other than that, I mean, I go back when I go back and I do like say the scouts uh, scouts eye or scouts notebook after a game. I'm watching the TV game, so I'm trying to kind of pick some things that uh, it caught that, my that eye. At least you can see on and TV. Then, but you don't try and get into any X's and O's things because you know I have the opportunity you don't have to come the all back. 22. Yeah, come back and watch the all twenty two. You at least have a little bit better idea. But you're right when you don't know the assignment. That's what that's where you have to that's where you have to go with it. I got a, a question along those lines for you after this, but right now let's check in with someone who has been covering the New York Giants not as long as Mickey has been oh, covering very the Cowboys. Very good, John. Right? Don't let him do that to you, <laughs> John Schmelk, Giants dot com. Welcome to Talking hey, Cowboys. Guys, what's going on, guys? And it's funny based off what you guys were just saying. I heard the tell in your conversation to uh, to Brian's point. I was uh, trying to figure out. 
on a play with the Giants and uh, Jaguars last week on uh, the incomplete pass to Odell Beckham in the end zone, who messed up the blitz pickup. And I had three different ideas of who it could have been. Sure. Until I talked to the head coach, I it was neither one of the three guys that I thought messed up that actually yeah. messed up. So you're right. Until you talk to the coaches, you really don't know what's going on with a lot of this stuff. All right, so uh, give us an overview first of uh, this Giants team coming into AT&T Stadium on Sunday. Well, disappointing first-week loss, but it was against a very good team. And I think the Giants and Cowboys, and I was just talking to one of my colleagues over here, in very similar situations. Um, did the first-week loss happen because there were real serious long-term problems for the Giants on the offensive line? Or is it just the fact that they were playing a really, really good defensive front in the Jaguars? And it's week one. Maybe they just happen to have a particular bad week against a good team. So uh, if there's one big topic of conversation in New York this week, it's the Giants offensive line. I think they were generally happy with the way the defense played. Uh, Saquon Barkley had the big run. So uh, that's really where the focus is right now. Sounds familiar, John, because that's kind of what we've been looking at is the offensive line here's inability to protect Dak and kind of keep him clean and not get behind the chain. Funny you say that, Mickey, because I read John's recap of the game, uh, the Giants game, and I thought that you could just you could just change Giants to Cowboys and it felt like the, about same, the, same, about thing. the same with the Cowboys. So from an injury standpoint, John, uh, Olivier Verdon looks like he hasn't been practiced. Does he have hope to get back, you think? Yeah, look, he he was actually outside with the team yesterday on the side with the trainers, which is something he was not able to do next week. So he has kind of taken that next mini step. But look, this is a high ankle sprain, and this is a guy who last year tried to play on an injury like that, and he was basically a shell of himself the whole year. So my guess is that they're probably going to try to be a little bit more cautious, get him back at 100%, so when he does get back, he can be that dynamic pass rusher that he has the ability to, to be, I'm sure Vernon will try to convince them to let him play. Um, but if we don't see him practice at least on a limited basis, either today or tomorrow, I think the chances are slim. And that kind of hurts their, I mean, needless to say, right, their overall pass rush without him out there. Oh, it kills them. Uh, they don't, he is by far their most dynamic pass rusher. Uh, Connor Barwin's a veteran. He knows what he's doing. He's a technique guy. He's got a, good, good, got a little inside spin move that strong. Lorenzo Carter is a great athlete, but he really hasn't, you know, figured out how to rush the passer on the NFL level quite yet. So, yeah, without Vernon, they don't have that guy that you have to worry about winning one-on-one. Hey, John, you mentioned the offensive line, and, and it's a really largely remade group from last season. What's the general feeling about it after game one? And is the feeling that Saquon can kind of cover up some of those issues or potential issues that they have up front? It's concerned. Um, and you're right. It's a completely different group from last year. Now, one player – is in the same position they were playing in last year, and four players are completely new. Uh, John Halapio, I think, played in a couple games in the last year, but he's pretty much a new player as well. And Eric Flowers had the most issues at right tackle. Um, he got beat inside a few times, but at the same time, there were issues all along the line. Will Hernandez, their second-round pick, got beat a couple times. Nate Solder, their big free agent pickup, got beat a couple times. Patrick Omame, their, their right guard, and, and Halapio, their center, had their issues too, so... Overall, it was just a poor game for them. If they would have protected a little bit more, the Eli Manning would have had the opportunity to make a few more plays down the field, and the Giants probably would have won the football game. As for Barkley, his numbers got skewed a lot by that one big run for, for 68 yards. Other than that, I think he only averaged around 2, 2.2 yards per carry. And I, I was actually listening to one of your guys' shows the other day, and Brian made the comparison that Barkley kind of runs like Barry Sanders, and, and I 
think that's absolutely correct, and that's kind of the comparison I made uh, coming out of the draft where he'll go one yard, negative two, negative three, one, and then boom, 50, or boom, 20. So right now he's a boomer bust guy. He doesn't like lowering his pads to get that dirty two, three-yard run off the middle. He's going to try to bounce and make a big play, and I think that's right now what he is. Boy, John, I tell you, I feel good when you're saying I'm actually right about a guy. That always makes me <laughs> yeah, feel and, a lot. Yeah, be careful with that, John. No, no, please. John, you're the best when you do that. And, <laughs> but, John, hey, I want to ask you, too, about the comments that Landon Collins makes. And, and, and is this more of a challenge? Was Landon Collins challenging really through the media his teammates? Or is this something that you're kind of, as you walk through the locker room there, that the Giants, is this something the coaching staff is, or other players repeating what Landon Collins is saying about if you stop Ezekiel Elliott, you have a better chance of winning the game? I mean, look, I don't think it's any surprise that the scouting report on the Dallas Cowboys is if you stop Ezekiel Elliott, you turn him into a passing team, you got a good chance of winning. Right. Um, I don't think Landon Collins was trying to make any headlines, but. No. Do I think that's what the coaching staff is telling the players? Absolutely. Um, And I think I went back and I think Dak Prescott has thrown for 250 yards once in his last 12 starts or 13 starts, something like that. Sure. So I think that's the game plan. You you stop the run. You try to put Dallas in third and long where, you know, that's not where they're at their best. And you go from there. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's what the defensive game plan is, no doubt about it. Well, John, how, how is – okay, the team – this team has a great history of playing 3-4 defense, 3-4 front. Mm-hmm. How are they adapting now for so many years playing the 4-3? Now they're back in that 3-4 front. The type of personnel, do they feel better about the guys that they got to play the 3-4 defense? It, it all starts you know, really with Harrison inside, and then we talked about Collins. But overall, how do they feel like the scheme has looked so far? You know, it's funny, that was a huge storyline in the offseason, and I had a bunch of conversations with defensive coordinator James Betcher about it. And this is not your traditional 1980s two-gapping 3-4 scheme, Brian. Gotcha. Yeah. He likes the one-gap out of the 3-4, which is very uncommon. He yeah. wants his guys to use their quickness and athleticism to get up the field and penetrate. They're not just trying to occupy blockers. So right. for that reason, I think the transition's been pretty smooth. Um, their interior defensive linemen are very, very good. They have three guys that are starting in their 3-4 base defense that played the one technique in college from time to time. Dalvin Tomlinson in Alabama. Right. They drafted B.J. Hill this year. He's more of a three, but he did play the one in college. He stops to run well. Yep. And then you, I think, is the best run-stopping defensive lineman in the league in Snacks Harrison. So you do not want to try to run up the middle against these guys. It's not going to work. Where they struggled in week one was on the edge when Leonard Fournette was healthy in the first half. Um, once you went out of the game, the Jaguars had trouble moving the ball with, with the run game. Right. But if you're going to have success, I think you better attack the edge. Ah, John, you just stole my next question because I noticed that when Fournette was in there, they were able to get to the edge uh, in that in that running game, Jacksonville was. But when he went out, uh, they shut down Yeldon because it seemed like they just wanted Yeldon going uh, up the middle, which – that, I mean, that seems counterproductive, especially how big and strong those uh, front three guys are right up the middle. Yeah, absolutely. Look, you want to make these guys move. And, and I think the other thing you look at, too, if you're attacking the Giants' defense is their strength against the pass are their two outside corners, Janoris Jenkins and Eli Apple. They are legitimately good cover corners. And Jane Betcher is going to run a lot of cover one. Uh, he's going to run a lot of single high cover three. And those guys are going to be very, very aggressive on the perimeter. 
They're going to try to jump routes. They're going to be all over those curls, those, those, those comebacks and things like that. You're going to have to challenge them and beat them over the top to loosen them up a little bit to start throwing that short stuff. Was that sort of a renaissance performance by Apple? I, I, I don't know that we thought, you know, I don't know how engaged he was, but he sure looked awfully good in that game. Yeah, and I think that was big. You know, Eli Apple, he was a big source of concern last season. Uh, but when Pat Shermer got here, he kind of gave everybody a bit of a fresh start. And Eli Apple was number one on that list. Eric Flowers was probably number two. Flowers did not take advantage of that in week one, but it looks like Eli Apple to me did. Um, he played a very good game. He, he was targeted a few times, really didn't give the opposing receiver any room to breathe. And he's a guy that I want to see uh, react when he gets beat. You know, it, it's easy to be good when you're stopping guys, but mentally for him, if he has a bad game and people start questioning him again, I want to see how he reacts to that. And I think that'll be a big key for him this year. John, the final question before we let you run. Yeah. We know you got a, a thing to do for your uh, your team, but Odell Beckham, uh, everything about him positive coming out. I mean, he the, the yards per catch. They, they missed him a couple different times from what I saw on tape, but yep. overall, uh, the health, everything about it, uh, attitude, good going uh, going forward here. He was a different guy this off season, and I've been critical of him in the past. I think he's been very immature. He's made a lot of you know just decisions a 18-year-old kid or a 19-year-old kid would make. But he did everything right this offseason. I mean, he really did. If he didn't show up for, you know, voluntary workouts and in mini camp and training camp, and remember, he didn't show up for voluntary stuff the two years prior to this. Sure. But this year, knowing he wanted the extension, he, he decided to take the tact of, I'm going to show the Giants I want to be a serious football player, and this is the most important thing to me, and I'm going to act like a professional. And the Giants rewarded him by giving him a contract. And I think ideally when you have teams and a player, that's how you want it to go. And uh, I see no, uh, that ankle injury that kind of took football away from him last year, I think really kind of rang a bell for him a little bit. And he has been a pleasure to deal with all off season. And I think that the arrows really pointing up. He has a good bond with uh, Pat Shermer. And I think, yeah, it, it, it went better than even I could have imagined when this team left here on the first day of January last year. And it's it's been very, very good. And I got about three more minutes if you guys want to use it, by the way. It's up to you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, I, Mickey stole my question about Apple. John, I was going to ask you, we're, we're debating must win this week. And we, we looked up the, the uh, percentages when you start <laughs> 0-2. Is that a topic of conversation up there in New York this week? Absolutely. Uh, Landon Collins has actually asked this yesterday, and he said, look, uh, 0-2 is a big hole, and neither one of these teams want to be in it. So, uh, you know, it's Giants-Cowboys. Everyone's going to be pumped up at sight that your guys' home opener. You know, everyone's going to be into the game. But 10% chance of making the playoffs, I think, right when you start 0-2, something like that. So 12% yeah, is what I we mean, got. It, it's a very important game. Hey, John, I'm going to tell you, I, an LSU man normally doesn't agree with an Alabama man, but that's a smart Alabama man you have in that locker room. Because I, I preach that all the time about must-wins, and these guys look at me like I'm an – an idiot here. <laughs> That's not true, but whatever. <laughs> it sounds good, John. Mickey, you have a parting question. I'm good. I'm good for. I'm good okay. with him. We'll let him run. And John, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Sounds good, Mick. I appreciate it, guys. Always good to join you. Thanks, Thank you, John. John. Appreciate you, John Schmelk. Giants.com. Of course, Eli Manning has his autograph on the walls there in the Giants locker room. Maybe John Schmelk. Is John not yeah. the best? He is. He's really honest, which is yep. sometimes you, you talk to people and they're like very – I know I did radio one time in Denver. This was last year. And those guys were just <laughs> – Those are your favorite I, guys. Yeah, you know, me in Denver. John, John's my favorite guy at the Combine, by the way. Yeah. Because we, we, we always need something. 
from the Giants. We, it's like, hey, John, you got any of that gorilla tape? You know, <laughs> <laughs> you got yeah, this, sure. He's got like got this seven cord we yeah. left behind. Yeah, our banners got, falling yeah, down. I mean, like, yeah, our banners falling down. And John's always like, yeah, here you go. Here's a here's a zip tie. Here's a you know. He's, <laughs> I'm like the Giants. I mean, you were supposed to all be battling, but they've they've got some good people that do the same things that we do. All right, we continue on talking Cowboys in just a moment. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. I definitely have an Instagram foodie thing, but the low-light camera on my new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T is getting me a whole new world of likes and shares. Baskets of bread by candlelight, colorful fruit plates in full sun, even a dimly lit Cobb salad was recently hailed as a masterpiece. Come in now and ask how to get half off the new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T. AT&T, more for your thing. That's our thing. Limited time only. See store for details or att.com slash Samsung 50. Dual aperture supports F1.5 mode and F2.4 mode. Dual aperture is installed on the rear camera. Oh, I am craving a Dr. Pepper. I got some soda. I asked not for soda. I asked for ice cold, craveable Dr. Pepper. Its flavor is more one-of-a-kind than a foretold sloth with a thirst for speed. <laughs> so stop settling for soda and start demanding Dr. Pepper. I love sloths. When you crave a Dr. Pepper, nothing else will do. Grab an ice-cold 20-ounce Dr. Pepper today. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields, and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See dealer for details. Back to Talking Cowboys. Always ride with our boys, but when it comes to your underwear, you definitely don't want them riding up, Nick. No. That's why we always wear Tommy John, the revolutionary brand of underwear with stay-put waistbands that keep everything in place. Tommy John, no adjustment needed. Shop exclusive Cowboys underwear at TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys for 20% off your first order. When you have a big waistband, you need that, you need that Tommy John. <laughs> That's right. Or if you're exactly laying right. in a hospital bed for a week. Oh, okay. Mm, need some Tommy Johns. Need some Tommy John. With your gown? Your Tommy John in your gown? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. All right. Try to purge that mental picture. <laughs> and I'll tell you about the Star District here in Frisco. What, what's going on? The Star District offers over 30 restaurants and retail spaces at the Dallas Cowboys-themed campus. Perfect place to shop, dine, bring the whole family. For more info on all that, 
the star has to offer. Visit the star in Frisco. I heard your uh, promo too for the Ohio State TCU game. Oh on the radio, yeah, I heard by that too. Yeah, yeah, good job. Yeah, I didn't you realize like that professional I, radio voice man. There. Well, I did not realize that I emphasized the the on the, the Ohio, Ohio State, State University. Cool. They, Buckeyes will, they loved did. it. They I love know. that when you do yeah. that. They, you see, they it. get Bill to do that. They didn't ask us. No, to do they did not. Professional. I'm not going to talk about TCU or Ohio State in any glowing terms. Yeah, that's right. Well, we should. It was a script. An Oklahoma man, right? Just followed the script. Yeah. Guess who I saw this morning? I told Rob before the show, I saw one Jason Witten this morning. Yeah. Huh. Yep. At, Out here? At No, he was uh, at Central Market, actually. <laughs> <laughs> you were shopping that early in the morning? Well, actually. Wife uh, out of town still? <laughs> no. What, are you getting some actually, uh, meals, I, pre-made meals? <laughs> Stouffer's? <laughs> yeah. All right. If you must know, every Thursday morning, I, I'm in, involved in a group of yes, Bible study I remember. At, at Central Market in South Lake. And um, and actually, Pat Summerall was part of our group oh, wow, going yeah. way back. We way started back. it like in 2005. Wow. And you did it at the grocery store? At, yep. There, at you the cafe. It, you There's used a to cafe do it the there. St- at the at, at Valley Ranch, though. No, that was a different one. Oh, it's a different yeah, group? Okay, yeah. okay. But anyway, Pat was involved in that one. But sure. anyway, so uh, one of the guys came back and told me that Witten was in the store. And so uh, I went and found him, and he talked my ear off about Monday Night Football. Yeah. And so I did. I got no Bible study in this morning. It was the gospel according to Jason. You got Monday Night Football <laughs> right. study. You like but I brought him back there and introduced him to the guys. Were you like looking at the Fig but, Newtons trying to get away? Yeah. Like, oh, the apple ones, strawberry ones. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, one of the interesting things that Jason said was, you know, he did the Raiders game Monday night. And John Gruden, apparently, after the game, went and watched the TV copy of the game and then called him and complimented on some stuff, but also gave him some tips on some certain stuff, you know. And, of course, he coached Booger yeah, uh, right. McFarland. And yeah. so that dynamic, you sure. know, and kind of gave him some tips on how to handle the three-man booth when the third guy's on the sideline and everything. It was just interesting right. hearing uh, Witten talk about it. He is He's so excited about what he's doing. He's yeah. enjoying himself. I mean, oh, new, yeah. new challenge yeah. for him. He's yeah, always right. he's always yeah. been a guy that's challenged himself to do things. So yeah. good then for he's him. asking me about this team, and he had some thoughts on this team that were yeah. uh, interesting. Yeah. As far as I don't know how how much I should share because yeah. it's, off the record, it, some of it could be <laughs> off the record. But he did, one thing he did say he likes the thought now that now that he doesn't have to be on the field all the time. Go ahead and use some of that ten personnel. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's, that's some, a little bit different when he's here. He's yeah. if, now, if he was here, he would not be in favor of that <laughs> yeah, ten personnel. Yeah. yeah, I'm not coming off the field. <laughs> no, I think that you, I think you're going to see them do more of that. I, I think that the, the plan is going to be, and I, and I brought up the question yesterday, yesterday about trying to are, are you going to make Dak a pocket passer, or are you going to are you going to play to his strengths and let him be more freewheeling in the way he plays and. You know, 11 personnel gives you a good opportunity. If you can get some of those guys going, you get Beasley going. We saw what Austin could do. I know it was one play, but the one play went for nine yards. If you throw the ball to a guy and he could get nine yards, ten yards, maybe bust it loose, you know, I, I'm I'm all for getting him more involved. I'm all for also more involved getting uh, Michael Gallup more involved. I mean, he came across the middle that one time. He was open. He was able to, to, to find space, get him to ball, let him run. I I'm totally okay with that. If Dak Prescott has to run on the read option stuff in order to keep that defensive end wide so Ezekiel Elliott can hit that gap, by all means. I mean, I, I you know, there's there's quarterbacks in this league you protect. You try and protect uh, Rodgers and Brady and Breeze, but there's other guys you just say, go play football. Just go play football. And I think Dak Prescott is that guy. 
I do. And I, I, that's my attitude about it is if you're going to, and I know it's one game and I'm not supposed to knee jerk and I'm not knee jerk. I just think you have to go back to what he was able to do in 2016. They ran the ball effectively, but they played loose with him. You know, they played loose in a way and allowed him to do some things in order for him to be creative with the ball in his hands. I don't believe Dak Prescott, and I'm sure people will come at me for this. I just don't see a pocket passing quarterback. I see a guy that's much better playing on the move and doing things that he is capable of doing. He threw 29 passes in that game. I I wonder, and your guys over there, the stats people, uh, how many it. times he actually threw the ball from the pocket. Yeah. Because he was on the run. Yeah. It wasn't like he was sitting there. Right, well, but they said a little now, bit in the second half. Now this group got better in the now, second half. Next, no, but I'm saying the protection if, part of if it. If you believe next gen stats, which is another thing that we're having to deal with, and you know, and, and there's people out there that that trust those numbers and stuff. They said he was the of, of he was the fifth. He had the fifth most time. Okay, I'm gonna say this wrong. He was fifth of the quarterbacks that played as far as time in the pocket, three point five seconds per throw in the pocket. That so, doesn't sound right. Yeah. I mean, 3.5 is a long time. That, that, that's a forever. Yeah. yeah. But that's what they said. He was the fifth best protected quarterback when feel, he was in the pocket. I feel like the average time in the NFL for a quarterback is like two and a half. No, that's the, that's the number they had. Okay. And I, I just, that's, whether you believe it or not, but so, I, I'm just trying to say, I, I understand, I understand what, what this might take to get things going for him. You might have to run in the ball, stand ahead of the chains. I get that, but you're going to probably have to do some things that he was did in in, in 2000 at Mississippi State 2016. Those things they tried to make him a pocket passer last year. They really have. They tried to make him a pocket passer, and maybe that's not his cup of tea. First eight games, 16 touchdown passes, four interceptions. Last season, yes. Moving around, well, I don't know what if he moved around in the first eight games or not, or if he was in the pocket. All I know is when they ran the football and they protected him, he was pretty darn good. They've got to figure out something when they can't run the football. That's the problem. And there are two new pieces up front. Holding it's, calls it's, and yeah. motion calls yeah, and all blocking that. The that back. Blocking the back. All those things hurt him. How much read option are you thinking then? Uh, you know what? I, I'm, I'm going to freewheel this thing. I am. Jerry Jones talked about it the other day. He compared him, and I understand the comparison. If you talk about Cam Newton and you talk about golf, what he's trying to say is we've got the ability to run the football like Cam Newton did the other day for 60 yards in the first half. We've also got the ability to throw the ball like uh, Jared Goff did the other night in that, that Monday night game. I think they're a little bit closer to what Cam Newton is than what Jared Goff is myself. Maybe yeah. that's what. Maybe that's something. Maybe he's given us a little bit of a, a hint that, okay, need, need, we need to figure out more things for him to do where it allows him to to get in the flow of the game other than playing from the pocket. I'm on board with that. I think you just do have to be mindful of the toll that can take depending on how much you use it. Yeah, but the, the and, but and and it, yeah, is I, this I, a fran- I think they protected him because he's a fran- they think he's a franchise quarterback. Well, as Mickey said yesterday too, what's your alternative well, you know, if he goes down? Yeah. You know, yeah, they, that's and, that's the problem. I mean, there, there's, I'm just saying there's a flip side to it. We saw RG3, who was a much slighter built player, sure. do that for a full season, and he got hurt, and he was never the same. Now Dax built like a linebacker, so I feel better about him running read option. Um, 
but I I'm still not asking, don't want. I'm not asking him to run 10, 12 times. Well, a that's game. what I was asking you. How many times do you want to do? The other it? thing I, I, with I, Griffin I, is he had breakaway speed yeah. where he he could feel like he could get to that corner. Dak is smart in that he'll go ahead and he'll and get down. Slide. Yeah. yeah, I think they're going to have to do something different, though. I do. I mean, and, and, and to me, it's because if it's they've got to find a way to get the running game going. And they've got to find a way to get him going throwing the football. And get him in a comfort yeah. level. Because I think he gets – they got behind the chains. He misses some throws. And I think he starts pressing. And we saw that last season too. And, may, and there may be – it may lead to him not seeing things as as well as he normally would when things are rolling a little bit easy. What about coming out tempo? And, and did a nice and, job with that the other day. And, if you get, if you, get, get him into a rhythm, you, you get eleven. You, you, no you get eleven. You get eleven personnel on the field, and you're comfortable with everybody out there. Just keep going, keep going. Let him let him manage the game that way. I don't have a problem with that. I just think they have to let him play more, and I, I think that 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 plays to his strength. I really do, and that's. You know, I you know, I watch him in the pocket stuff and all that, and and I understand what Mickey's saying. Eight touchdowns, four interceptions. I get it, but I think the I think that you've got to figure out a way to play to his strengths. And I don't know things really. What's their record when he gets sacked six or more times? <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that all sounds good, but if you can't protect him, that's well, the second most he's ever been sacked besides eight. Yeah, that game. It didn't turn out well, did it? What's your suggestion? No, my suggestion I, I'm, is you got to do a better I'm, job I'm of not, protecting him. I'm not him. for people just throwing their hands in the air and saying you don't have. If I didn't if, say if, that, if, but you got to protect him. But you've got to come up with, okay, is protection the only thing then? Well, it, it would be a start. Are all quarterbacks protected in this league? All of them. How many quarterbacks got sacked six times last Are week? Are all quarterbacks I protected you, in this league? I just asked you that. I, How I many just, quarterbacks got sacked six times and got hit four more times? That means ten. And how many times did he have to run out of the pocket to save from a sack? The thing about it is I'm asking you this question. Not all quarterbacks are protected. Every He has got to make some plays. I understand that. And, and he's and got he to didn't step make up plays. and do that. He but didn't make plays. So is that why he got sacked six times? It, he, he, he went into a couple of sacks. Let's be real honest. And they also had a sack where they didn't bump all the way outside. The head coach told you that in the walk-off if you listen. That's what he did. I do listen, but well, I do told, watch also. He told you, though, that they the protection problems were a little bit on the quarterback, too. You're putting it all on the offensive line. It was not very good. Okay, give me a solution to how to make him a better quarterback, then, other than Protecting the protection. him? Well, that, that would okay. be a start, okay. right? How is he going to throw the ball better? So, what, what, six sacks a game times 16. Go do the math. How does you make him throw the ball six better? Six times sixteen. How do you make him throw the ball better? Ninety-some sacks a season. They're not going to give up six sacks every game. How well, do you make him throw the ball better? Don't give me the well bit. What do you mean well? You got to protect him. <laughs> There's okay. a little bit of both there. I mean, he's got to when there is protection, he's got to step up plays? and make throws too. I mean, he I missed throws that. in the game. There's a there's there's a little bit of both there. So why did all these other quarterbacks struggle last week? I didn't watch good all ones. the other quarterbacks. I mean, good ones, huh? Good ones. We're responsible for this game. I, I understand. This team. But if you can't protect your quarterback, go ask Eli Manning. That's not... Can you protect Eli Manning? No, they couldn't protect him, so they rolled him out. All right, no, let's he just, just let him sacked. roll out every time. He just gets sacked. No. <laughs> do, you, do you think my idea of, of no huddle and... I like that. With, I like that, the idea. Maybe that's a way I do. of... I do. That's getting, that's a better answer to me than anything that we're talking about right now. Anything, the, anything to get him in the flow of yeah, a game. Yeah, I want to get him into a rhythm. Get him in a rhythm. Into, yeah, sure. 
Sure, I'm all for that. And if that keeps them out of third and 26, I'm for it too. Yeah, and and because one of the things that bothered me about the game, the other, when they get the ball back with a minute 51 left, yeah. and then they can't even get a first down, they complete a pass, basically. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Well, the, the thing, when, they, get, they get the holding penalty on right. Lyle Collins that kicks them right. back in the thing. And so what I'm wondering, and we haven't seen enough evidence in a two-minute drill, okay, in a game situation in the preseason, because right. they didn't play after the game two, to see what they really got as far as just a little short passing game to get going, even in a two-minute drill, much less, you know, in a – wonder if they trust him. wonder if they trust him to play in a two-minute game. Um, Is that well, why – better because he's their, he's their guy. I no, mean, that's what I'm saying. I mean, do, do, you, do you worry – I'm just throwing it out there because I'm trying I'm, – I'm, I'm, not, I'm not the Bob Seger song. I'm not looking for – I'm not working on mysteries without any clues. Like, for instance – we got clues. For instance, in that two-minute drill, and I haven't gone back close enough, and I need to go back and really look at what, what they were – what routes they were running and so forth. But yeah. For instance, you see an Aaron Rodgers against the Cowboys last year. Right. He had one timeout left. He had a minute 15 left, whatever. And he did not use the sidelines yeah. going down the field. He used the middle of the field. He's okay. got the timeout in his pocket. He got, And the Cowboys had a timeout in their pocket. Right. Okay, so let's use the middle of the field, okay? Right. And – you're giving, you're taking what the defense is giving you. There's going to be something available there, yeah. and matriculate your way down the field. Right, and that didn't happen. And so I'm sitting there going, okay, so where, where is this team as yeah. far as their two minute offense? And sure, maybe that is a, a way to to get to get him in a rhythm and get him going. Yeah, I've always thought he's best when he's on the move in some fashion, and a lot more so design stuff than scrambling for his life and throwing off his back foot. Now, maybe some of that is read option, and some of that is that boots and, and the waggles and that kind of stuff. Carolina did – got to give Carolina some credit. Oh, for, I do. For, for shutting some of that stuff down. Yeah. Um, but but it, I, I think getting him on the move a little bit more can help him. Don't you think teams last year shut down those boots and waggles? They started anticipating uh, they what killed was going to happen. Beasley. They killed Beasley. That's what happened to that team. They took him away. They took him away. But, you know, I mean, they've got to figure out other ways to do this. I'm trying to find ways. You know, I'm just trying to find ways. I'm trying to find ways to help him with protection. I'm trying to find ways so he can complete passes. I'm trying to find ways to let him see the field better. You know, I'm trying to help Ezekiel Elliott. I'm trying to help this rookie left guard and the backup center. You know, I'm trying to help these guys. I'm in agreement with you that – just using him in dropbacks and having him sit back there in the pocket—that's not his, not if not if the current state of the offensive line. And, and I, I don't it, disagree with Mickey. I'm just saying that there needs to be a different line of thinking. How do we? How do you get him going in games? If the protection's not going to be great, what what's the next step? What is what you know? It just you can't throw the ball down the field. No, you have to. Michael Gallup needs to be on the field more than he was. I, okay, so I, I don't. I don't that, there I'm, you go, Mickey. I'm subscribing to I Nate Newton's there, theory. There you go. If okay, he's so a rookie and he can play, get him out there I don't and let disagree. him play. So I don't who needs to be on that. the field as far as the receivers go? I Gallup, said it. needs to be on the field. Gallup, Beasley needs Beasley to be on the and field. Then give me somebody else. They'll think Thompson. They'll Thompson, throw Thompson out there. Okay. But, you know, in actuality, a, let's see if you could get Austin going. Okay, Austin. So we've got four receivers right there, and then you got Zeke in the backfield. So yeah. there's your 10 personnel. <laughs> <laughs> let's go. 
I had, a, I had is, a tight end, a Hall of Fame tight end, tell me this morning that go ahead and use some ten personnel. Because you think <laughs> does he not trust the Swain and and, no, and Charwin? No, no, I think it's more okay. Yeah. Well, they had success. Get, got other you got to figure out something, some way to get it going. They had success when they started spreading everybody <laughs> out in the second half. Gallup got twenty nine snaps in the game. Play, I thought he played more as the game went on. I said last week start him because I think he's yeah. Tavon's got speed and he's explosive, but. Gallup has a has an, a gear to him. Uh, he's just young. He's just young, and I'm with Mickey there. I did play they, him a lot more. Did they use two running backs? Like not a fullback. They did. They did a couple times. Yeah, and and the fullback they got is not a glass eater, and that's a problem. You know what I mean with a glass eater? A guy that's just going to go in there and dig guys out and be. And he's a good special teams player, but. They miss if you're gonna play with that guy, play with somebody that's gonna go in there and explode on people. I don't need you to go in there and get in the way of the back and be indecision, you know, indecisive in what you're doing. Go in there and get somebody, dig somebody out. You know, that's he's not Keith Smith. I don't know. I mean, yeah, it was I, different I just, different type of fullback. Keith Smith, I know Keith Smith would go in there and and he would try and concuss somebody. You know. That's and I'm not I'm not chilling for Keith Smith. I I, I think Olawale's a better special teams player than him. If you got him to, for that, okay, great. And he's probably a better single back runner than Keith Smith. Okay, he probably catches the catches ball, the but, ball better. Yeah, okay. That's one reason they went light at running back because he can do some of those yeah, things. Single back runner, well, but he's not he's not that type of Throw dig guys him, out fullback that you they had last year. I'm just I, I'm I, hey you, you better figure some things out here. You just don't just don't bang your head against the wall. Twelve personnel, thirteen personnel, and think you're going to be good enough doing that. It's not. It's not the plan. That's not a good plan. It's not a good plan for the quarterback. You know, I mean, it's not a good plan for the running. Some stat again. Once you know, depending on who you believe, I, that group you're talking about earlier. <laughs> dude, that, I, dude, I, I'm not that I'm not, group. God Almighty, I'm not saying they're the Bible. Okay, no, I read, no, I read no, a no, stat no, from. I'm them. just mad at. I'm mad at. Almighty, I'm not mad at you. <laughs> Both of you guys. I'm not mad at you. Mickey's rubbed off. I'd like on to me invite all. I'd like to invite all three of you to my Thursday morning Bible. <laughs> yes, we got. There's no hope for me, Bill. I mean. You you can save Mickey. I, I'm, I'm, I'm down to How early do we have to get there? Yeah. Do we get to eat at Whole Foods? While we're, we're, Central Market. Central Market, yeah. okay. Well, we'll, eat there. Will DeMarcus Ware be the next guest, or is he going to be He shows dancing? up there, too. I've seen him there. 50, yeah. fi- That's right. He's 50, dancing with the stars. That's if right. 53% of the time, that group, sorry, Rob, I didn't mean to. You're fine, much. bud. Go ahead. 53% of the time, they played extra man in the box, Carolina. 53% of the time. Okay. And, and they sort of invited it. They did. They did, and that's where that's where I'm I'm thinking. See, that you, reminds me of the old Emmett days. Yeah, and, 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 and Zeke, you had more and, players who could win their one-on-one battle. And Zeke is like, yeah, come on, bring it on, bring it on until, <laughs> until it gets it's hit. 15 carries for 65 yards. Yeah. It, yeah. That's not. He's going to look up in week four and go, okay, they're now playing 80 percent in the box. Mm-hmm. You know, okay, I'm. I, that to me, and that's the strategy just all told teams you, are going to have. Smelk just told you what they're going to do. Collins exactly. is going to live high. down there. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Landon Collins is going to. You're going to see number 21 hit number 21 all day on both sides. On both sides. Oh, so we are going to have a break here. Okay. Oh, I yeah. just. I, <laughs> I need some. I need some intervention. Bill, Bill decided just to let this thing roll. <laughs> when, when, thing, when things got when things got good in here, I said, "Oh, we'll just roll." Yeah, through just this kind break. of. All right, we're up. back with the final moment of talking in the Cowboys face. in a moment. Cowboys oh, fans know that the second best. 
of anything simply won't cut it, and your skincare should be no different. A longtime locker room favorite of the players and the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas-based Jack Black, is the number one best-selling men's skincare brand in the country because we make products that help guys look, smell, and feel better. Visit GetJackBlack.com Cowboys to get $10 off your first order of $50 or more. Jack Black. Look good. Smell good. Feel good. Official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel Will McClay and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broadus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at Stetson.com cowboys. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. Back to Talking Cowboys. Want to use what the pros use? Jack Black is the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. Get your Jack Black Playmaker for JB Faves. JB, I guess that means Jack Black. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Plus a full size lip balm for just 10 bucks with free shipping at getjackblack.com. Use Cowboys code. No, use code Cowboys. Kind of reversed that, didn't I? Use I, Cowboys I, code Cowboys. There, there's some there's some weird phrasing in there, and, and not that I'm the smartest guy in the world, but I have to kind of <laughs> rethink what that when you get to that four JB. Yeah, phase. yeah. When you get to that point, I know you're a Missouri man, a lot smarter than an LSU man, but that's I, I mess that thing up every time. It's good. Yeah. Here it is. Hey, by the way, I was doing. I had to fill in for you over at the uh, on the fan. Yeah, last every, week. Every every day. Oh yeah. Yeah, I meant to tell you that. I meant. To, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I, I don't know why. I, I they don't give you enough money to do that. I was gonna tell you. <laughs> I, I said one of every two, day. I'm going. One of God. two things is gonna happen when you go for a week. Either they're gonna appreciate you, or they're gonna say, Ah, he's replaceable. No, no. I, I, they asked me to do it, and and you are not replaceable. You you really are. No, I don't know. I think you know. Yeah. It makes for good radio. Yeah. In their mind. Yeah. Maybe right. not in your mind. <laughs> Just going in, man. Yeah. <laughs> I just got an urgent call from my wife. Call him immediately. I'm, oh, Is she listening to the show and says, get no, away from that a, psycho broadest? No, she's, she's at work. It's a, uh, and I'm like, yeah. oh, I better call her. Yeah, I better call her. It's about a delivery guy coming to the house. I'm like, 
Could that not have waited? Yeah, I'm on the it's air. It's not for like eight a nine one one. Eight yeah. more it's minutes. Like the hot water heater didn't bust. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, that's never good. Yeah, that is a not good. Um, I had a question talking about what Rob brought up earlier, although he does not <laughs> subscribe to that. I yeah. don't. I'm going to give Vicky for Christmas though, and maybe Brian too. That's my gift right. to you. We're, but we were talking give me the about socks. I like the socks. <laughs> yeah. A lot of socks. times when you look at the all twenty two, you're not sure what the you, well, you don't know what the assignments are, right. the players. So that's it's that's, to, fair. That's fair to say who is at fault on a play. That's fair. You remember on the first drive for Carolina, Cam Newton's 28-yard run, the long run. Probably Sean Lee. It, well, that's what I thought watching the TV copy. But then if you look at it, they didn't. They Randy were Gregory. Randy Gregory went way he inside. Crashed in yeah. on McCaffrey. It was his own read. Okay, maybe scrape line. So I didn't know if. The assignment would have been for Gregory. Is Gregory supposed to stay home on that? In usually, case usually it is. Runs or but usually you you can get. You don't him. know. Yeah, but the fact that Lee didn't scrape and he got caught up a he little got bit. Caught up, and I'm thinking, okay, the, the well, he Gregory. Yeah, did Gregory just make a, a, a just a straight move on his own, and right. then Sean Lee? And I haven't run into Sean Lee. I was kind of like going to give him a little room of that. Hey, right. did you not scrape, you know, but hey, that's, I, think I would it, like to know. It, no, no, because it. sometimes you get a call, like you get what they call a, a take it, like take it, like you, you, right. you, you got, you're on it and I'm around, mm-hmm. you know, so. It, now, if McCaffrey had gotten the handoff, it was going to be a two yard loss. There's no doubt Gregory about it. Gregory was all over it. Yeah. Yep. But as it was, then. Uh, Usually you don't want to go against Sean Lee when it comes to mental things yeah because he's but one thing he got caught up in the trash a little bit and so he was late getting over uh i think and and so the blame went on lee because he was the one diving at his feet okay like we talked about the ezekiel it it looks terrible it looked terrible like why would you why how can you make that block and in reality no he's not supposed to make that block so again you ask okay the one when he was on the right side when i accuse you of not listening yeah but uh when when the when he bumps you bump the thing all the way outside now that is who's is that the rookie call is that the center call does the quarterback have to check the protection you know now let's let's be honest here this is now going to be a little bit on Dak, not a little bit a lot on Dak without travis frederick there he's going to have to be really sure that that Joe Looney and those guys up front know exactly what's going on. So just more on his plate. More on his plate. Mm-hmm. All right. The uh, concern that you would have on, uh, against the Giants this week, what's number one concern? Number one concern. I think the receiver's getting open. Uh, that's, I mean, that's, that's the other thing that goes think, back to I, the whole, yeah. okay, he's sitting in the pocket for three and a half seconds. I, I think that you right. can't. I think that John told John Smoke, who did a great job of telling you, without Olivier Vernon, this is not a dynamic pass rushing team. Great, great analogy right there. A guy lives in the building. You know, you can see that. All 22, you can see that. So I think that it's going to be on the Cowboy receivers if we want to play, if we want to play 11 personnel or – you know, or 10 personnel, it's going to be on these guys. Can you win on the outside against Eli Apple? You know, can you win on the outside against Janoris Jenkins? Because they're going to try and commit to stopping Ezekiel Elliott with Landon Collins and Curtis Riley, the safeties. So get ready. You know, he said it, single high stuff. How many routes can you run against single high stuff and get open to give Dak Prescott a chance to hit you? Well, you just need to, on, on Jenkins, you need to double move him because he's going to jump routes. And he yeah, they, will, they will he's jump always, routes and in they, a hurry. And the he's interception he did get, the guy was covered, but the ball was underthrown. Absolutely. And it was, it was an easy pick for him. Yeah. What scared me was is how well Apple played. 
Because I didn't that was a good question. That. No, that was a good question because it it was a come to Jesus meetings, you know, about the, about him and, and some of his, yeah. his, his, his attitude, he clean was, slate. He was, they were talking bust up there last yeah, year. Yeah, sure were. Did a nice pick job. in the draft yeah. two years ago. Yeah, sure nice was. job last week. I'll flip it around and say, despite what we talked about the offensive line, they do have so many weapons offensively. I mean, we, we know Tied Odell. In. Their tight end is basically a wide Shepherd's receiver. Shepard's a good player, too. Shepard's a guy that they move around. Yeah. Um, can they cover up? Because how many explosive plays can they – cut down on in this game and, and get and you know, because it takes one play to either score like Barkley or get you in deep in the red zone or deep in Cowboys territory. And all of a sudden now the way the Cowboys have struggled scoring points, it might, a couple of those plays might make the difference for the Giants. You got a flincher at quarterback though. You got a mm. flincher, you know, and you get, and you kind of knock him around a little yeah, bit. Yeah, for sure. They, knock him around. That eye level him. comes down and that ball goes out. And it's not always where it needs to be. Yeah. So that, that's why Odell Beckham had ten yards a catch. Yeah. Because he's you get the ball oh, he, out they, quick. Yeah. They all, they've always been like that. And then you line. never know. Yeah. But you know, looking at Jacksonville, now maybe it's me. I didn't recognize any of their wide receivers. Jacksonville. Yeah. Can you name them? D.D. Westbrook. Yeah, is one of them. Westbrook. Yeah. Yeah. And he was he Kaylin was like well, he used to be Marquez Lee, but he got right. So they're starting K. Cole. Yep. Keelan Cole. Keelan Cole. Right. And then Safari and Jenkins. Year. And Moncrief. And yeah. Moncrief. And yeah. They got Moncrief from the Colts. Yeah. Dante Moncrief. Yeah. You know, yeah. and then and then they were they were sprinkling in D. D. Westbrook, who might have been the best one they had. Yeah, I think he may be. So their wide receiver cord compared to the Cowboys. Yeah, I'm just saying they got to they got to figure out. You know, you're right, Mickey. It's a good point, and you have to. Which is why I, I, like, thought, I, yeah. I thought that they might be interested in Des because of what the little Jackson. Have. Yeah, it's Coughlin. No, oh, oh that's right. Never Coughlin. Mind. Forget Coughlin. I said that. I no, no, that no, not, no. Or, or, a, or maybe Hearns. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. There you go. They'd probably like to have him back. They could use yeah. him right that's now. That's right. Yeah. Okay, it says 10.30 on my iPad. No way! So, wow. Long segments today. The big clock up there says 10.30. Well, then I guess it means it's 10.30. And that means it's the end of another Go hit that delivery guy. I'm talking Cowboys. And yeah, I've got to go let a guy in the house. So I better hurry. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?